0: well oh yeah sorry we're, we're recording a podcast here um <laughs> hey welcome again to another exciting episode of the multi guys that's our new intro by the way um uh, we're gonna do that every week yes just kidding <laughs> <laughs> it's official. yeah yeah about that um uh yeah so no follow-up today nope um I'm gonna stop smacking my lips into the microphone because I'm sure that is driving someone crazy. Um, yeah, don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> um, do we have anything that we want to mention? Uh, I feel I feel like there was something that I was like, oh, we should mention this next time, but mm, I don't think I wrote it down, or if I did, I deleted it. Good. Well, I guess not. So we're just gonna talk about what we're gonna talk about, and yeah. that thing is an herb a very nice herb called madrugada madrugada pura folia which is uh really early morning (laughs) pure leaf that's what madrugada means or early really early morning really late at night depending you know depending on i don't know where the cutoff where really really late at night becomes really early morning yeah two
1: a m three am ish I don't know when
0: when I think of madrugada, I always think of it as like three or four a m
1: yeah like, yeah, yeah. yeah around that time
0: yeah it's like anyway, a couple yeah flowers so that's that's what madrugada means like super early in the morning and then pura folia, pure leaf um that's just what the thing's called the ma- the the actual air of a company is madrugada. I don't believe we've talked about them on the show like I've done a review of their products oh that now that I've said that that will probably bite me, because we probably have done like six episodes on all their products. Both Clark and I have have tried a lot of their products, and I actually drink Madrugada on a regular basis, but I don't think we've talked about it on the show yet, But so we'll just treat yeah. it like we haven't. Um, but before we go any further, this episode is brought to you by <laughs> um, a very, uh, very, very special friend of the show, someone that we... I, I mean, quite literally, we could not do this episode without his help. Um, and that is our good friend, Luis Vargas, um, of Florida. I, I'm pretty sure, um, and I'm pretty sure that's okay to say. Um, I won't say what city or anything, but I'm pretty sure he comes to us by way of Florida. That's where the package came from, at least. Um, and he was so, so kind Um This whole thing started with... A couple episodes ago, we were talking about pure leaf shimahong. Shimahong that was just pure leaf. And how neither of us had actually tried real pure leaf shimahong. I had sort of made fake pure leaf shimahong, where I've taken just normal shimahong and taken the sticks out. And I don't think, Clark, you'd ever done that really, blah, blah, blah. Not really, yeah. Um, So we talked about that on the show in passing, sort of. And then we kind of just offhand remarked, oh, I wonder what it tastes like, yada, 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 yada. And then Luis was kind enough to reach out and said, hey, um, I'm actually drinking some Pure Leaf Madrugada right now. And the flavor kind of reminds me of Eco Teas. So, you know, there's your answer because we were wondering, you know, what it tastes like. And I was like, oh, that's really cool. And I was just curious. I'm like, oh, where'd you get it from? Just, you know, you know, I'm always looking to find new sources where to get different kinds of mate. Um, and he's like... And I asked him a couple questions. Like, oh, when's it expired? Blah, blah, blah. You know? Because um, I believe... Didn't... I don't remember if it was it the pura folia that you got once you go, you once got a package of madrugada from Vegas right except it was oh, in, it was in so, paper
1: so it was actually yeah it's just a tr- traditional okay. version of madrugada
0: but it was yeah it's in
1: paper it was package. in the paper so it when was you opened real it. Bad. it yeah was.
0: so I Yeah. W- so since you know Clark here had already had an experience like that I was really curious like oh like when does it expire how is it like what kind of packaging it is w- is it in And he was, you know, happy to oblige. Oh, yeah, I got it here at one of the Brazilian markets. expires in September, blah, blah, blah. Um, And he said, you know, hey, if you guys want, I'll be happy to send you some. And uh, we were like, yeah, of course. Um, And he was so, so gracious to send us as a gift, um some madrugada pura folia. um and we are so so thankful i mean I, I was shocked i was like wow someone out there who's not affiliated you know mo cannot stress that clearly enough i i as far as i know luis vargas is not affiliated with the company at all he's just a guy who listens to the show mm-hmm. he was yep. like hey i'll send some herb your way try it out yeah and that is really cool yeah <laughs> and super cool. We cannot thank you enough. Thank you so much. Number one friend of the show, Luis (laughs) (laughs) Barca. Number one fan. (laughs) Yeah. Um, So that is how this herb came to us. Um, So Madrugada is a company based in Rio Grande do Sul, um, the city of Vinaciuari. The city... (laughs) Let me try that again. The city... Uh, I, I didn't even screw it up that bad. I don't know why I'm laughing. The city of Venancio Aires. Yeah, I only I missed one vowel. <laughs> I don't know why I'm cracking up so bad. Yeah, anyway, Venancio Aires, it's kind of halfway between Porto Alegre and Santa Maria. Not that that means anything to most of you. It's, it's just, it's kind of, you know, in the countryside of Rio Grande do Sul, the southernmost state of Brazil. Um, interesting note is that it is either self-proclaimed or not. It is the capital of shima mm. so that is interesting
1: yeah it is um, now i want to go there
0: yeah i and apparently they have like a shima festival every year um so that kind of sounds awesome and if i remember correctly it's only it's less than an hour and a half from portal um maybe maybe actually may, uh, maybe i made that up maybe like two hours maybe i could probably look it up but it would be worth the trip <laughs> Oh, yeah, for sure. I just know because I have a friend who lives in a city close to there, and I thought he said that it was roughly like two hours. Oh, yeah. Totally an hour and a half. Okay. So I was right. Just wanted to double check. Yeah, because he lives in a city that's just a little farther, and he said it was about two hours. So I am assuming that, you know, just doing the math. Yeah. Hour and a half from Porto del Agri, um to the west. Um, and Madrugada does not just produce um, ervamachi. Like a lot of other you know these companies, they also produce other things. Not as many other things as you might expect. Uh, Madrugada makes um, tea, like just normal tea bags. And then they also have a very extensive line of. Do, do you know what they el- what else they produce, Clark? Oh man! Because I because I I actually knew this without looking this up because I used to see their products at Walmart in Brazil. And I always thought it was kind of funny. <laughs> Dang, I don't, I don't remember. They have a very expansive line of uh, gelatin desserts and puddings,
1: <laughs> like the the brand's Madrugada.
0: Yeah, <laughs> like they make Jello <laughs> and Jello pu- and pudding. Well, I mean, Jello is the brand name, obviously, but yeah, they make gelatin, Jello, and and pudding, like boxed oh. pudding. <laughs> and then, like, wow. like they have like, <laughs> <What> well, the? <laughs> they like if you, I saw this on their site like. If you actually go on their their list of products, for some reason they don't divide them by category. They divide them in some. I didn't notice any logical order, but uh, all of their pudding is first <laughs> on the list. So you have to you have to go through like two pages of pudding and Jello. Like, am I on the right page? Yeah, but yeah, <laughs> uh, but I, yeah, because other companies, um, was it like Molinos where they have like yeah, different? Um, or There's a ugh, I can't remember. I know there's another big one where they. They have different brands that you know the pasta's yeah, under, like this brand, the, the like under this brand, the grains under this brand. But <laughs> Madrugada literally is just selling pudding under that name. Yeah.
1: So I could really go for some Madrugada pudding right now.
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh, try that well, next time you're down there, fill up a suitcase. Yep. I'll just say, like, eh, screw the shimaha. I'll just yeah. get a bunch of jello. <laughs> yeah, you know, the the uh, imported Brazilian jello market in the US. Huge. Huge. I'm gonna get some big bucks off that. Oh yeah. Get the customs. Anything to declare? Uh nope. Nope. No, sir. No, 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 sir. Definitely uh definitely no jello in here, sir. <laughs> I don't know why you sound like George Lucas now, but
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh anyway, yeah, so <laughs>
0: madrugada. Company, down there, make stuff. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I yeah. couldn't find that much information about them. I tried to figure out, you know, the history of their company and their co- their website's super sterile. and You know, our corporate values are to produce a good product. Well, I'm like, I'm, I, I'm glad. Blah, blah, blah. I'm glad that your corporate values are not, we try to produce the cheapest crap at the highest return of investment. <laughs> <laughs> like, if it said that on the website, mm, I mean, you know, A plus for honesty. But, yeah, so... Yeah. Unfortunately didn't get much on the actual company other than where they were based and the other stuff that they produce Um, Also, you know as is I feel like tradition by now not a whole lot of specific details about the sources of their leaves their herbs nor Any unique production, which you know probably makes me think that's probably run-of-the-mill, you know industrial ever much production you know it still is probably high quality industrial but you know it's typically companies that have really specific unique uh methods of preparation are tooting their horn um tooting their own horn about it (laughs) true um yeah but you know not, not that there's anything wrong with that um so that is pretty much the company of madrugada um interestingly you know kind of you know we're quickly becoming a new tradition we are reviewing the uh, very specific niche <laughs> um sections of companies product lines before you re- before going to the normal the normal because uh um honestly i tried to buy some madrugada um normal traditional but uh our local source was out of it so and they said they're gonna get some next week air quotes yeah and that never happened so yeah Culturally, the 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 Hispanic population has an interesting concept about what next next week, tomorrow. Yeah, what it's, that it's means. all it's all real vague. It's all it's, real. It's all relative. You know, I mm-hmm. mean, time really isn't a, a strict linear. You know, I idea anyway. It's really more of a big ball of wibbly wobbly, timey wimey stuff. That's a reference. Dang it. <laughs> <laughs> Dear listener, if you, we're going to just start, we're just going to turn this into a quiz show. Dear listener, if you know what what I am misquoting, because I'm sure I butchered the quote, send us an email, mateguys at gmail.com. You'll
1: probably win a prize or
0: uh, uh, a virtual high five from Steven. That's <laughs> about all the prize I can afford right now. <laughs> I will offer you my kudos. Um, <laughs> yeah, so we are reviewing the Pure Leaf No Stick version of Madrugada. And just from this one, I mean, if if this is sort of... If we can apply sort of general principles, which I'm willing to bet we probably can, I have already learned a lot about what pura folia means in Brazil. Because when you go to, well, first of all, Uruguay, I mean, it's all pretty much pure leaf. But Argentina, especially, when you buy Amanda, right? Last time we talked about Amanda Organica, because we just like to... Put all of a company's products on a dartboard, and pfft, eh, we'll start on that one instead of going the logical order. Um, but if you've got, you know, Amanda, and then you got Amanda Hoja, you know, you would basically have in your hands if someone just took normal Amanda, picked out all the sticks, and then put that in a bag, right? The cut would be essentially the same. You would expect that, right? I'm sure there would be a slight variance just with the nature of how things are, you know. But I know, especially in Argentina, a lot of companies what they actually do is they grind it all up, they sort it into leave, stick, dust, and then they reconstitute it. So it's not like they're just chop, 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 pull out the drawer <laughs> and then into a package they actually, you know, to, to actually control. Because, you know, a lot of these countries have, like, very strict registered um, standards that your your Sherba has to fall under with percentiles <clears throat> of stick and leaf. So in order to meet all that, you know, they are really, really specific on how much they put back into all these blends. Um, anyway, but you would expect... Or, of, I mean, doesn't... I think Rosamonte does a pure leaf. I know Tarawi does a pure leaf. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. For the most part, there are a few exceptions. Um, I think Tarahui is actually one of the exceptions. But for the most part, if you got an Argentine Sherba, and then you got the pure leaf version, you would expect, more or less, the exact same thing, just without the sticks. Yes. Now... I have made, remember, I I said I have quote-unquote made pure leaf shimahong by sifting, right, out the sticks because shimahong is fine enough that if you have, you know, a sieve with large enough holes, you can actually essentially get everything to go through minus the stick. All of the powder, all of the leaf chunks go straight through, and then you are left with essentially pure leaf shimahong. And I think I even commented on this on the episode where I was like, it doesn't really work very well because it's so fine that without the stick... Um, it's really hard to prepare. Like you think normal shima is hard to prepare. Well, take out all the sticks, and it becomes nigh impossible. It's sort of like trying to build a house with mortar and no bricks. <laughs> like just pure mortar, <laughs> just trying to build the wall out of pure mortar. Right? You get a little bit going, and then it just starts to slide down. <laughs> right? Because <laughs> it's all wet and sloshy and squishy. That's sort of what was my experience. Tasted it good. Tasting interesting, but just really really hard to prepare. So I was curious. I was like, "What does you know, pura folha actually look like in Brazil?" Um, I've seen and you've seen some where it actually is like really, really large leafy really, cut, yeah. almost like a metamate twenty three. Right. So I was like, "Oh, maybe maybe it'll be like that." Because I know even like the term moída grossa in Brazil. It's pretty. It, <laughs> It's like, yeah, I guess that is g- ground more thickly. Uh, that doesn't make sense. But uh, ground less fine. Um, but it's still, it's, it's not like you're getting a bag of betamate 23. No. Right? Um, so, which is a long, this is all a long, long-winded version to talk about the cut of Madrugada Pura Folha. If I had to describe the cut, I would almost call it a hybrid cut between Uruguayan and Brazilian. It is now obviously, it is not actually technically pure leaf. Um, I think gov- the Brazilian government standard is it can it uh, it can contain no less or no more than ten percent stick. I think to be considered pure leaf. So yeah, you can see like there are little tiny little shards of white. Right, it's not one hundred percent. I would wager it's actually probably closer like 95 96% leaf. Yeah. Right? Yeah. But it is legally under the law pure leaf. Um but the cut the cut is not just just straight no. green powder. <clears throat> no, no. It's sort of in between the sort of very small even leaf cut of Uruguay and the really 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 powderiness of Brazil. Like I would say it's like like 40% of it is really, really powdery, and 60% of it is the small leaves, and it's just mixed together really well so that it yeah. looks really cohesive. Would you agree? I agree completely. Yeah, so that itself it makes perfect sense, I think, because Uruguayan is technically pure leaf, um, and, you know, Uruguayan is is perfectly fine to prepare normally in a gourd where that super powdery, quote-unquote, pure leaf shimahone that I made was nigh impossible to keep upright in a gourd. Um, so that right there was like, Oh, big revelation. Um like like I said, going more with the cut, there are tiny little slivers. Not even chunks, just slivers of stick in there. Yeah. Um like I, I'm not upset. You see that in Uruguayan stuff all the time too. Um I bet I would wager that you well huh maybe maybe not Argentine because I, I I don't know if other countries do the whole mix and or separate and mix I know for a fact that a lot of countries in Argenti- or countries a lot of countries in Argentina um, <laughs> yeah. a, a lot of companies in Argentina um, do that I'm not sure about other places and the nature of this cut and just from what I have seen of Shima home production I do not believe Brazil does that I think Brazil just... Crunch, crunch, bag, bag. From what I can tell. Yeah. I have never seen nor heard any evidence to suggest that Brazil sifts out and separates the components of their erva and then reconstitutes it. Um, Yeah, I, you know, to tell you the truth, I've never actually seen the machinery that Argentina or Uruguay uses to chop up the leaves. But I have seen it many, many times in Brazil and I've literally seen it go straight from the crunchy-crunchy the to the baggy-baggy. So, yeah. And that would, you know, if, if they're not separating out the chunks, the pieces, the dust, everything, that would explain why there are really small bits of, you know, um, stem in here. What I'm right. guessing to make a quote-unquote pure leaf is they probably just are more strict about plucking the uh, the leaves from the branches, Right. Or as in normal erva, they just chuck in the, just big clumps of, you know, leaves connected to small to thin branches. Um, you know, they're not sticking like firewood in there, but <laughs> 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 or else you'd yeah. be drinking sawdust. But, you know, they don't really go through the trouble of separating the leaves very well from the actual, you know, stems, branches, twigs, whatever you want to call them. But I, I'm guessing if I, if I had to imagine how they make the quote unquote pure leaf, they just Or, you know, they just pluck all the leaves from the stick. And, of course, when they pluck those, I'm sure, you know, a little bit of the stick sometimes might come with it when you pluck the leaf off the stick. Um, And that is probably why you see a little bit of stick inside the cut. Um, Right. And, (laughs) yeah, so it's it's an interesting hybrid cut. Um, I might post a picture of it um, on the uh, show notes just if you've never seen it. Um, Just because I I had never, ever really seen a confirmed shot. I mean, I'm sure I have passively just, you know, being around like the public market in Porto Alegre and seeing all the big bins. But I never consciously thought, oh, that is what pure leaf shimajon looks like. Um, So I'll probably take a photo um, of what the cut looks like. Uh, So you can see as well. All right. So moving on, we will now talk about the taste of said herb okay i have I already I, I have already um done the first drinkage so i will just refill the gourd um <laughs> uh-oh there we go whoops oh my oh, goodness. oh yeah i got a little, little of so, eruption there so via the, uh, the first round um of shima had left a, uh, you know, the, the, a bunch of, it, since it's a pure leaf, a bunch of the leaf had floated up to the top of the water. Um, and as I drunk, they stayed there. And then it sort of dried into a, uh, a solid. And as I poured, I expected the water to go through the solid, but a lot of it just stayed there. And then the dam burst, causing a small eruption onto my shirt of hot water <laughs> and herb indeed oh dear uh luckily i'm wearing a shirt made of a material that liquid wicks off of pretty well so it's not like it's gonna stain it's also a black shirt um so i have been drinking this actually really quite regularly since we got it um i know clark has as well um so this is not, you know, the first time we're drinking it, so we have, you know, gone through and really given it a good thought. We're not just, you know, doing a first reaction here. We wanted to really give this, you know, our our full attention, as it were. Um, but just sort of, you know, as a refresher and just as is tradition here, we're drinking what we're reviewing. So um, as soon as Clark's done with his first round, um, we'll start talking about the taste. And we are drinking out of a uh, just a normal very elegant, very simple Brazilian cuia with a um, elegant, but rather on the on the simpler side, um, silver bomba with uh, gold accents. He is returning the gourd back to me. Touchdown, and, and we will now begin our discussion of the taste. So, Clark, I'll, I'll let you. Uh, I'll, since it's my turn to drink, I'll let you uh, start start the the, the, the pontificating.
1: Um, I actually don't
0: know if that's the word I wanted to use. Punctification. I don't <laughs>
1: I I I get I pick up what you're throwing down. Um, Alrighty. <laughs> <laughs> um so it was it's interesting because uh you know, I, I, I went into
0: this just <clears throat> trying to <laughs> okay never mind sorry actually um so the word pontificate means to express one's opinions in a manner that might be considered pompous or dogmatic <laughs> oh so i'll probably not do that so, so you will not be pontificating <laughs> all right well clark will not be pontificating right, gotta, gotta, on this episode gotta, gotta change my tone
1: then uh,
0: <laughs> sorry you <laughs> <laughs> sometimes you just gotta try out new words yeah yeah good use of uh
1: vocabulary um anyway um i tried not t- sorry <clears throat> um i tried to go into this try not to just think about how madrugada is, or even the hikinch, the other ones i've tried um and so i was i was pretty like pretty thrown off by how different it tastes um and I feel like the the fact that it doesn't have stick plays a huge role in that. Um, it's very, like, very, very green tasting. It reminds me a little bit of 23 and a little bit of... Um, oh, man. Mate factor, fresh green. Mm-hmm. Not a lot, but a little bit. Um, really, like... Real like deep and green and rich. Um, I'm still like having a hard time like pinning down like the flavor profile. So maybe you can help me out a little bit just because like I've been drinking it. Um, but uh, sometimes it's just hard to put in word into words, you know? Yeah, well, for sure. Because it's, di- it's a different flavor than
0: what I'm used to in a shimaho. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I have I have a, a little bit of a different take on it. I mean, one thing is, you know, it, it this is a package, that's not, you know, as is kind of our lot in life living in the United States. Um, you know, it's not the freshest. It's not it's not bad. It's still quite green. Um, so I'm wondering if that is maybe affecting the flavor a little bit. Um, to me, it definitely still tastes like Shimahong, Um, it does but it does taste different as you said. Um, it does kind of remind me of mate factor. Um, I know Luis said it reminded him of the unsmoked eco cheese, um, which I, I don't even know if I've had, and if I had, it was years ago, so I can't even remember what it tastes like, but I've had a, quite a bit of the mate factor. Um, I don't really get the 23 because to me, 23 tastes so much like it's more finely ground cousin. Um, and I just can't separate those two in my brain. This I really think this tastes a lot like the other madrugadas, especially um I used to drink a lot of the uh madrugada blends um and madrugada has this sort of uniqueness have you have you I, yeah I, I I don't remember have you drunk a lot of the the
1: madrugada I, traditional um yes, i have okay and uh just from what i recall um from the last times that I've drank it um when it's fresh mm-hmm. um yeah <clears throat> The, the, I mean, like the the one thing I, I remember is it's, it has this weird, like, natural sweetness to it.
0: Yeah. So the word, the word I always think of, and I mean, this is going to be a kind of a, a dangerous word to use, is whenever I drink madrugada, especially the nativa, um, which used to be called the verge, um, and the 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 blends, and I'm getting, I get the same thing when I do this, and then to a lesser extent the traditional. The word I get is fuzzy. It tastes like not soft. But it tastes fuzzy in my mouth, and and I know that sounds bad because it's like mold or like eating fabric or something. And I mm. I can't really just explain it. That's just the word that I feel, just like the flavor, almost like, almost like it's making contact with my tongue, but is like, and I can taste it and it's there and it's making full contact, but there's almost like there's a barrier there, something I don't know. It's weird. I
1: I, I, I think I get what you're saying. Um. Let's so maybe yeah, that's
0: what I had kind of a hard time putting into words. Yeah, I, and, and I'm—I mean, I, it's hard to describe too because it's not a bad thing. It's—it's it's a really good thing. Mm-hmm. Or you know, maybe maybe you don't care for it, but it's not inherently a bad thing. It's just something that I've noticed that is sort of unique to madrugada, and I've had madrugada. Madrugada was one of the kind of was one of the brands that I actually used to drink when I lived mm-hmm. in Brazil. So I've been drinking it a long time. Um, I've been drinking it regularly since I. You know, left Brazil. Um, and since I've been, when I went back to Brazil to visit, you know, I bought it there. And there always just has been this just interesting trait that where it just plays on the tongue different. Where, but I feel like its unique defining quality is that sort of really dark vegetalness. It just has this really almost dank vegetalness that other Shimahans don't quite get. Where, madrugada yeah. has this just sort of funny almost like a funny mouth feel not in a bad way where you' just like you just go hmm that's that's different this tastes you know undoubtedly like Shimahong but there's just almost like a like a textural thing there that makes it different but yeah I don't know I, it's, yeah. but, but the difference of the pure leaf I think is it has a lot of the almost um sort of the maltiness, not the creaminess, um, I would say the maltiness of sort of um Uruguayan, just you know, but not quite like it almost like Del Salvador has that, that green maltiness that, you know, obviously other Uruguayan brands don't have because they're aged. Um I don't know, it's just right. it's just it's just really interesting. Um. Yeah, yeah. Um. I'm I'm a big fan, honestly. Um. And I know there are people in Brazil who swear by pure leaf. Um. And I could see it because there is. I would. Do you do you think the pure leaf has that same natural sweetness that the other madrugadas have? I mean, I'm not getting it. Um.
1: I don't know. Cause, like, I, could just cause like, a little, a little bit of like how you're describing your experience with Madrugada, and maybe it's just because it's been so long since I've actually had it in stock in my apartment. I just I have a hard time remembering the the details. Mm-hmm. Um, and like besides the the traditional, I've really you know the hikinchi. I had that yeah uh, like almost three years ago at this point. So yeah, I had it
0: about a year and a half ago. Right, so it's been a while for me with the hechines. I had the the traditional not long ago, but I, I kind of agree with you about the the natural sweetness. But I don't know if I get it from this. And no, I, think, I I don't get it from this at all. And and it's probably you know because there are no sticks, and you know sticks tend to lend <sighs> sort of a, a natural sweetness. Um, that I think you know madrugada maybe you notice it more. I, I do know that uh, Madrugada tends to have a little bit more stick than, say, Baro. Yeah, oh, definitely. I, I would agree on that. Um. And it's possible that, you know, I know, you know, mo- most of the sort of non-smoked shimahon, non-craft shimahon that you drink is Baro. So it's possible that, you know, since you really only, you have, comparing those two, I know you've tried a lot, but, you know, just sort of the regular rotation, um, since Madrugada has more stick, I think that would totally make sense. Yeah. And... Just because I know Barão has much larger kind of intact stick chunks and a lot less of them than Madrugada, right? But yeah, I don't know. But I I do think Madrugada there is something like I hesitate to use the word lightness, but there is something like, and and I also hesitate to use what you gotta you gotta remember when we use the term like sweetness, it's not like a sugary sweetness. No, not it's, at all. It's hard, It's like a. Like, if you've ever taken, like, a, I mean, if you go and you, you you just take, like, a green leaf off of a tree and, like, break it open and lick the inside of where you've broken it, there's a, a really kind of nasty, but, you know, flavor because it's sap and leaf, but maybe, well, not really nasty, but there, but there, you know, there's sort of a a lightness, you know, because leaves do have sugar in them, right? And so you, it, it is a sweetness, but not like a sweetness like you may think, like candy almost maybe like a brightness is almost is better
1: yeah yeah brightness because it's
0: not light because when you say light you think that it's lacking in flavor or the flavor is not as heavy hitting yeah and it it is a very very strong solid shima flavor you know it's not it's not i would not say it's you know overly bitter because you know i don't think there are many shima that are overly bitter um it's very smooth it has those sort of bitter malty flavors kind of you know Grain, uh-huh. I guess, malty is the best word because if you say grainy, that's more of like a texture thing. Um, it, it could be grainy. Shimahong often is grainy if you're, you know, kind of a noob preparing it, and you get a mouthful of grit. But um, you know, it has sort of that bitter maltiness. N- n- none of the creaminess that you might find from a lot of Uruguayan. No, um, but it does have that sort of malty quality. Um, and it's it. it I it, I was really p- pleasantly surprised when I drank it. I was like, wow, this is the first time I've tried something new in a in a in a hot minute that I like really got fully on board with. Um and yeah, it's 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 really nice. Um I would love to try other pure leaf mates now. It's hard to it's hard to, you know, say that, oh, this madrugada pura folia is like this because it's like this. Or maybe it's like, well this is just a quality of pure leaf shimahang, you know. Um so it's hard to make comments about right, the it's madrugada hard to say. specifically. But overall, if I had to just you know of all the brands of Shima that I've tried, comparing it with this one instance, you know this one brand of pure leaf that I've had, I would say just as a whole, the the way that that the the way that they differ is just pure leaf just tastes maybe hmm the phrase that kind of comes to mind is like more whole, like yeah. it's, it just tastes more solid, you know. It has all of those same components that, you know, many different shimahong have. Some of them have more of this, some have more of that, yada, yada. You know, right now we're just kind of talking about specifics or uh, generals, general specifics. (laughs) Um, Uh, Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Um, But just normal Shimahung with sticks, I would say, you know, has those herb notes, those those herbaceous notes, the vegetal notes, um, you know, a little bit of that brightness from the stick and i think this in addition to lacking sort of the brightness that comes from the sticks it's a little darker a little more whole and you know i would just say in, in general a little more round um not that yeah. not that normal shima home tastes flat but i would say this tastes just a little bit more round um, more 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 like yeah i <laughs> it's hard to describe
1: <laughs> yeah yeah i get what you're saying though because when you drink this uh, i mean yeah it's, it, it's all about that stick because there's
0: hardly, I mean, there's just shards. There's a little, little, tiny yeah. little. And, and and this, the leaf cut is, you know, just a little bit more thick. Yeah. It's a little bit more thick than yeah, a, a little So that also, and there are, you know, randomly here and there, there'll be a little bit slightly larger pieces in there as well. So that, you know, slight variation in the leaf cut, you know, it, it's sort of like if you compare like buto and 23, where they're sourced from essentially the same, uh, raw material, but that leaf cut really changes things very, you know, distinctly and subtly. Like you can drink them and you can tell they're related, but you're in a blind t- taste test. I could tell hot 23 from Bado any day. Oh yeah, like they're they're very distinct, but you can tell they're related, right? And I feel that way with you know just comparing Madrugada pure leaf with the traditional definitely they're they're linked you can definitely tell they're both mother to god that they have that you know that weird fuzzy <laughs> yeah bright and not no well not brightness there's the weird I don't know what it is about it I that's just the word that's stuck in my head whenever I think about it um, it just plays on the tongue funny um, but there are those distinct differences with in terms of brightness this one's a little darker this one's mm. a little bit more round Um. Leaf cut definitely plays a part into that. Composition definitely plays a part in that. Um, yeah, and I gotta say it holds up its its structure really
1: well. Like it's solid in terms of like the the actual like
0: like the preparation inside the
1: kuya, inside the gourd. Um, and I noticed that when I prepared it myself, like it, unless I'm about to knock it down. And just like knock down a bunch of the leaves into the water, it really holds up.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is rock stable, just like a normal Shimahong yeah, is. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's not anything like the 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 homemade pure leaf that I no. made that just <laughs> started to collapse instantly. No, yeah, this is rock steady, just yeah, like just like I mean, a good Uruguayan. Yeah,
1: yeah. I was gonna say, just it reminds me a lot of how even, you know,
0: even though the cut is is I would say a lot finer than a Uruguayan, I would say it, I would say it still holds up just as well. It just it has yeah. just enough variance that it's not just you know <laughs> just sand trying to trying to stay up you know yeah <laughs> uh, yeah no i i i really like this i'm i it's 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 bad that i i don't have a better source for this um our local one of our local markets does carry madrugada products so it's possible um possible but i'm not holding my well, breath yeah, it's anything's po- possible, right? I mean, we got Del Salvador there the other yeah, day. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, and we got so, some good uh,
1: Paraguayan stuff too. Yeah,
0: so. so, you know, anything's possible and we'll just have to cross our fingers and make this stuff last. Um, but I really like it. It, If I had to, you know, make sort of a spectrum and, you know, Canarias is on one end and Barón Premium is on the other end and somewhere in the middle is, you know, Barón Export and then like Del Salvador, I would put like madrugada pura folha and the normal del salvador like really close to each other like they taste very different they for sure taste very different they look very different they one is distinctly uruguayan one is still distinctly brazilian but you can see that you know in like evolution they talk about the missing link you know that links the neanderthals to the homo sapiens whatever like you can definitely tell like these two herbs are sort of very kindred spirits reaching across the border and shaking hands you know what they they both share a lot of those distinct qualities i mean we did in our del salvador episode we kind of talked about how you know Del salvador has a lot of sort of Shimahongesque esque qualities yes yes, and this has a lot of sort of uruguayan-esque qualities you know at first glance at first sip if you know i was presented in a blind taste test a of, gourd of del salvador And was asked, you know, identify what country this mate came from, I would say it came from Uruguay. If I was given a gourd of Madrugada Pura Folha and said, you know, what country did this come from, I would say Brazil. 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 (laughs) But yeah, still very distinct. Still very distinct. Still very much Chimajão, still very much Uruguayan mate. But the gap is, is much smaller. The lines are blurred quite a bit. Um, I would say you know both of these herbs are sort of in the middle, just on either side of the divider.
1: Yeah, yeah, I would definitely agree with that.
0: And I don't think there's anything wrong with that. They're they're both great herbs. You know, both countries make uh, well, technically, Brazil makes all of the herb, May, and maybe that's why you know Brazilian. It's Brazil. It's all Brazilian raw material, really. Um, you know, just pre, just produced in a very distinct way so you know the methodology of the production is what you know really distinct divides them but a lot of those qualities is very it's very possible you know that since they're coming from essentially the same plantations the same farms um, that a lot of those characteristics shine through Um, when when you know the the del salvador isn't super heavily smoked or aged you know that's naturally why it tastes maybe more More. like a shimahong because it's you know kind of treated in a very similar way cut very fine not super aged so you start to get a little bit of those green shimahong notes, this stuff, cut a little bit less fine, you know, than the than normal shimahong, no sticks, which shimahong normally has, you know, and especially since our package is not the most fresh, um, so you know, it kind of starts to take on a little bit of the uruguayan and you know, it's possible that um, if this thing had come off the assembly line two weeks ago, maybe... It wouldn't taste it, as it, Uruguayan. It, it
1: could be could be a different uh different story we're
0: telling, but, but it's hard to tell. I mean But it's ha- still- having 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 drunk super fresh and not as fresh um packages of the exact same brand of erva before, it's typically not what happens. Um uh, if you take shimahong, it doesn't turn into Uruguayan latte. <laughs> <It does. mate. laughs> um it just kind yeah. of goes stale. It just kind of like... <laughs> Starts to taste like uh, sawdust a little bit. Yeah, because um, you know, aging and going stale are kind of two are different l- things. A little different. Um, but yeah. you know, so I I don't think that's necessarily the case. I do think even if we'd gotten super fresh, I, I I'm for for sure it would taste a little different. But um, I don't think that necessarily you know that's what the reason why the the lines between Uruguayan and Brazilian are being blurred here a little bit. Right. Um. But yeah, it's it's super good. I. Any, anything else that you want to comment on about the taste specifically um not really it's 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 intriguing
1: and it's nice to to, to drink something different for sure um it definitely changes because i mean i'm used to drinking my you know normal baron and then meta mate and yeah. so i'm like smokiness and then deep vegetalness so it's like this is a is a good good thing to to change it up while still drinking brazilian because yeah. that's more of the, the the side that i lean to yeah um i really want to try other pura folias of different brands mm-hmm. to see you know and especially yeah
0: there. and i've definitely been hitting um the uruguayan lately harder than anything else um just because I was starting to run low on Shimaho, and I'm like, well, I got to start drinking what I've got. Um, I only just barely in the last couple of weeks started drinking Shimaho on a daily basis, whereas a couple of months ago, I was probably drinking Shimaho maybe once a week, Um, just because, you know, I was like, uh-oh, got to kind of make this last. (laughs) Um, So I was, and I have have quite a bit of Uruguayan in uh, in stock, so I was drinking that. So, you know, I'm kind of, Uruguayan is really fresh on the mind right now, um, and I can definitely kind of... See, you know the the ness in this, um, you know just just reiterate it's still very much Brazilian chimahong Yeah, you know there is no arguing that, but you can definitely see the Uruguayan mate side coming out of this, and and you know uh, uh, you know the, each country has has such a distinct and unique style, in cut and flavor and and you know texture and you know color. It would be really interesting, you know, to kind of trace them all back to sort of the, you know, the original Guaraní method of drinking it and then see how each of these varieties sort of branched out and de- developed and you know, kind of took root in each country and why they took root in that country and that part of the world and yeah. why why Brazil doesn't age their erva, you know, and why Uruguay cuts their erva almost across the board the exact same way, you know. It would be really interesting to find out you know yeah. the the reasons geolo- geographically um socioeconomically you know historically what caused these cuts to appear cuz it's not like you know you don't see someone in in the middle of in in you know in sp- super far west paraguay making argentine you know f- super thick cut herb and you don't see you know someone randomly in misiones like one company in misiones making chimahu you know yeah Like no, no. they're pretty much well and truly divided, you know, Uruguayan style is like this, Brazilian style is like this, Argentine style is like this, Paraguayan style is like this. Uh, So, yeah, it would be really interesting to see that, how those, you know, became so distinct.
1: And I've always kind of had this thought in my mind that I I feel like, at least at the beginning, the Guarani would have drank something more similar to Ximajon, maybe something a little bit rougher. Yeah, yeah,
0: because Shimahong has, you know, sort of the least human involvement, because it's not aged, right? Um, it it is, you know, chopped up super fine, but that's, I mean, that's the exact same amount of human involvement, just for longer, <laughs> you know, right. right? Just instead of stopping, they just keep grinding and pounding. Um, but yeah, so I I would assume that what the Guarani drank were probably, you know, pretty pretty green. Yeah, something maybe not coarse. maybe
1: not too far from this. I don't know. Maybe something more similar to Metamate. I don't know. Anyway, this is all speculation. This yeah. is for another day. Yeah, I mean that
0: this this is for like a like honestly like a like a PhD dissertation. Yeah. <laughs> you wanna get your PhD in 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 mate? In uh ilex paraguariensis. Yeah, huh? I mean that would actually be kinda cool. Uh, yeah, you would I actually, be like literal actually... You would be literal Doctor Mate. <laughs> That sounds actually kind of I awesome. I think I
1: have a good idea for what I want my career to be.
0: <laughs> yeah, for sure. You just need to find a, your, uh, a university that, an accredited university that will provide you with that doctorate. I'll just on to some, like, college in Porto Alegre. Oh, uh, yeah. I'm sure they have something. No, I, I think they do because uh, <laughs> I've read some papers and stuff, and, like, they have, like, it's, like, part of, like, the ecology departments or something like that where they kind of focus on mate. Because, oh. I mean, it's super important on there. But yeah, I, yeah, I don't right. know if you can get a doctorate. <laughs> <laughs> in Mate. I mean, yeah, maybe you can. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> We're kind of a stretch. But anyways, now that we've gone well and truly down the rabbit hole. Um anything else? Any final words about madrugada pura folia? Um recommend it if you yeah, can, if you find, can it, find it. If you're lucky enough to have it in your area. Yeah. Um I I have not been this excited about a new herb that I've tried in, in, in a good long minute. Um once again, thank you so much to Luis vargas to who really made this possible who sent us this herb to try um couldn't have done it without you um hope you continue to listen to the show hope you like the episode um and uh you're the real mvp for sure um so yeah i i highly recommend if you have the opportunity to get this stuff um give it a shot to try it out um anything else clark no that's all I got all right well I think that's gonna wrap it up for this episode um once again be sure to uh, subscribe to us on the iTunes leave us your reviews your five star reviews you know because you you think the podcast's awesome
1: yeah. um
0: send us your comments your questions your complaints your suggestions uh to mate at gmail.com and we will see you in the next one
1: peace out